yo, Steven, you know what I got? What do you got for me, bro? Hamster? I got I got a I got a necessity, a necessity for, for velocity. velocity. That was a high five. That was the best on mic high five we've ever done. Yeah. I'll say it right now. I think that was the only one we ever done. It's time for everybody knows once in a lifetime situation is happening. We're all ready to roll. It's and not a solar eclipse. It's not a solar eclipse. It's not a hail bob comet. It is uh, the new season of the year. The the season is upon us, and it is the the best season of all. Oh yeah, it's 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 the warmest season of all too. It is the one and only summer of sick. Yeah, yeah. You you've uh, you've uh, you've uh, you know you you came into this layer of uh, of doom. We're in the summer of sick. Yeah. Uh, we're also in the year of the cage. Yeah. Uh, I've never been so happy to be in a cage and sick at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, are, are we reliving our lives from last year? I think so. Uh, yeah. We are. The pandemic is still upon us. Uh, we've said that for over a year now. We're, it's still we, lasting. We've we, we've reached the over a year mark. It's like Tuck Everlasting. You think he's? Uh, you think it's this t- this time he's he's gonna pass? No, I don't think so. But there's a light at the end of the tunnel, and it's and it's the type of tunnel where there's road after it. There's it's not death. It's not the uh, the abyss that you you float to on a boat with your boy Bilbo and your uh, elven friends. This wow. is a tunnel that has an end in a good way. We're excited about it. Everybody's excited about it. We just we just did our, our our fresh episode of the year, our Razzie episode of the year, and now we're we're into the summer of sick, the summer of sick. We're gonna bring to you extreme movies. Think of any extreme movie you've ever heard, ever seen. Think of it. Are you thinking of it, Stephen? The Human Centipede. Yes, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Because this is real rod in the movie podcast where we watch movies underneath 25% on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm Nick. That is Steven. This is sick. Kyle, Alex, dead to us. Dead on the podcast. Not on this one. Never have time for us. This is the... the Much like our audience. This is the 2021 cocktail. We're uh, we're getting into it. It's Firebirds. Two words. Firebirds. Not a phoenix. Fire. Birds. Yeah, and if you uh, if you feel like you don't know that title, uh, feel free to look up the, its alternative title, Wings of the Apache. Wings of the Apache. The year was 1990, and Nicolas Cage was on his way to superstardom. He's uh he was in mids. He was he was uh he was a middle middling actor. This is his first ever movie underneath 25 percent of Rotten Tomatoes, which is why it fits into the year of Cage. And it also fits summer sick because this movie is about helicopters. You are you in? Oh, yeah. Are you have you ever been a helicopter guy? Would you describe yourself as that? I mean, I've never been in a helicopter. Um, so no, I ha- I have no. actually. Oh wow, you have. Yeah, in, in Hawaii, I did the white person thing. Oh, you did the Hawaiian uh, they, uh, chopper they, tour. Yeah, they were like, "Hey, all you white people, pile into this chopper. We're touring the islands. Hey, all you Gentiles, board onto this chopper that's thirty years old. Really good, wrong. really good time." Could be scary at times, sure. but uh, uh, I don't regret it. I thought I, I, I had a, I had an excellent time, bro. Wow, I'm glad you did. Um, I'm kind of fearful of uh, helicopters. Um, you know, I've seen, uh, and especially due to recent events, I've seen some some bad accidents, mm-hmm. but uh, but I've also seen some uh, some cool some cool things happen, specifically in this movie. Only related to the helicopter footage, mind you. Not not the rest of the movie. Okay. But but yeah. But yeah. I want to shout out uh, the first thing I really the first my first real memory of 
helicopters in a negative way is when Michael Waddington, a friend of the podcast, oh yeah, told me that it's a miracle that helicopters work. It was like by chance, lucky situation where the engineering they kind of fucked up, and then they just happened upon how the rotors would work on a helicopter, and now it's just like a staple of aviation. Yeah, it's a, it's an everyday uh, uh, utilized uh, 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 transportation device. By all accounts, it shouldn't have worked, according to Michael Waddington, who is, who is a uh, an engineer, an engineer. Yeah, and he an aerospace engineer. He uh, yeah. NASA paid him for something. Something. We don't know what it is. We're not allowed to talk about it. Probably to grow his hair out eight inches, but we're going to get into that later. (laughs) Speaking of growing out their hair eight inches, my hair is still long. Yeah. Uh, Hair watch, but uh, we're not here for hair watch. We're here for the hard-hitting news, movie news. The Oscars happened. The Razzies happened. We only care about one of those things. Glenn Close did not win either. That's, That's kind of what happened. That's basically what happened. Our campaign, though not great, I will. I will say in retrospect. Uh, I did tweet one time. Please vote for Glenn Close tonight. Nobody did. Yeah. Uh, she did not win. Yeah. She did do debut. She did on the Oscars. She was a. Uh, she was all in the go-go scene. Yeah. Sure. So there was that. Uh, Razzie winners. Who who did we have as our worst picture? It was uh, a. <laughs> it was Mike Lindell's documentary about finding out about the truth about the uh, the election of twenty twenty. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I don't remember the title of it. Uh, let me let me let me look it up. Real no, quick. I don't think we need to know the title of it. I think it, the absolute proof twenty twenty one film uh, by Mike Lindell that uh, specifically bought airtime quote unquote airtime on Newsmax to to show it in its entirety. And uh, he also won best actor. Uh, but however, other movie news. Okay, who are you more disappointed in? This is a celebrity dating, which is my territory of the podcast. But I want to throw it to your territory of the podcast. Sure. In that, who are you more disappointed in? Uh, Jane Krakowski for dating Mike Lindell, allegedly, allegedly dating Mike Lindell, or Taika Waititi for dating who? Rita Rita Ora. <laughs> Rita Ora. Wait, what's wrong with Rita Ora? Did you know that Taika Waititi was uh, divorced? He's a he's a divorcee. Yeah, yeah. I had a feeling he was. You get famous, you know. But what's wrong with Taika? And, what's wrong with either of these people? You're right. They're they're fine. <laughs> I'm really just. I don't in, know where you go with this. In <laughs> retrospect, I'm just. Uh, it was something I had to wrap baffled my... by Jane Krakowski. If that's true, I'm actually. This is all a cover up for Shailene Woodley, who is dating Aaron Rodgers, who is making Aaron Rodgers leave the Packers. That's what I'm. That's what I'm really is getting it a to. Death spiral because of his sports team and the guy that runs the sports team. Uh, this isn't a sports podcast, thankfully. So let's hey, move Nick, on. Are we're you happy on. that we're drinking Miller Lite instead of old Milwaukee? <laughs> Miller Lite has the same feel as old Milwaukee, I but mean, yeah, it's basically the same thing. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about Firebirds. You know, there's there's no reason to to hold up any longer. We do have a big summer of sick planned for you. We got a big top five today. We're gonna do Tommy Lee Jones top five. So stick around for that. Yeah, please. We're going to talk endlessly about helicopters which you know we know nothing about so how could that not be entertaining but summer of sick is something that we haven't really uh delved into yet but we're going to be doing surf movies we're going to be doing skate movies we're going to be doing extreme movies if you have any of those in mind if you if you look online you know the good thing about those movies they're always bad ever ever prevalent almost always all in our wheelhouse yeah so they're all in the wheelhouse uh feel free to hit us up at real rotten Put this in uh put this in production notes, Kyle. Stick it, the movie. We gotta do it. 
Stick It's not under. Stick It's a well-reviewed movie. No, it's not. Are you kidding me? The gymnastics movie? Stick It film. Stick It was a phenomenon and well acted. 31%. You're very close. (laughs) (laughs) You're very close. (laughs) We're both right in the middle range. Was Stick It really that low? With Jeff Bridges, too, mind you. I find that hard to believe. I thought that was a good movie. There you go. It just showed up as a free movie from YouTube. If you want to watch Firebirds, please do so before. It's actually not a bad watch. Are we going to go? It's an easy watch. You should watch it. It's, Are we going to say it, that? It's a time wait. If you're on the YouTube uh, rabbit hole. We're gonna, we're, let's do the. Let's, yeah, let's, let's, let's talk about it later. No, first, first. No, but first, before, before they listen and get spoiled, let's do if blank. So if you like. Helicopters and Top Gun. Watch if, this movie right now. No, I, I no no. Thank you for bringing that up. If you like um, a a lesser version of Top Gun, but a more palatable version of The Guardian, Kevin Costner, Ashton Kutcher, please watch this film. Oh, another good helicopter movie. So kind of, it's mostly a diving. Yeah, but rescue. diving out of helicopters. Yeah, but the helicopter's just there. You know, it's more about them forever a transportation and holding device. their goddamn breath. <laughs> In freezing water, but uh, but I can't wait to do. But this gave me Guardian vibes. What was the last time Ashton Kutcher? We need to do more Ashton Kutcher movies. We just and more Kevin Car and more Kevin Costner movies. I mean, we the Postman's going to be our final episode. The Postman's going to happen with Mike Chenard. Yep, that's our very last episode of all time. Is going to be the Postman. Um. uh, Anyway, we're doing we're doing Firebirds this month because cutting all of this out. No, we're leave it all in, Kyle. We're doing (laughs) Firebird. We're doing Firebird this month because. It is the thirty-five year anniversary of Top Gun, and the uh, and the um, the new Top Gun's coming out in two months, and the twenty-one year anniversary of this film being released. So there you go. This film is legal, legal to to fly a helicopter, <laughs> according to me. <laughs> what if you had to be twenty-one to fly a helicopter? That'd be great. We'd we'd have a lot less um, idiots. Well, let's get into choppers. it. Let's uh, let's get a little taste. Let's get a little taste of uh, Firebirds, also known as Wings of the Apache. Once the helicopter battle has been engaged, somebody is going to die. He's the Army's best combat instructor. His objective, train an elite helicopter squad. If you fail it, you're out. If you pass it, you're in. That's all there is to it. His challenge, make them better. You've been pushing me from the beginning. We don't make any exceptions in this outfit, ever. His mission, take them into combat and bring them home alive. Take them out, Rattler. We're on the way. Shake them, shake them! We're open for business. Firebirds, rated PG-13, starts Friday, May 25th at a theater near you. There you go. There you go. That's all you needed to know. It really is. This movie got 10% (laughs) on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, critical consensus, uh, 10%. Audience score, 35%. Oh, there you go. Uh, uh, Only 21 reviews. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's 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 fair. I guess that's fair. Yeah. Uh a lot of bad to say about this movie, but overall, off the top, off the off the top in case you were borderline watchable. Watchable movie. Sure. Are we going to um, go watchable? Yeah, no no, I think uh we talked about this earlier, but um this is this is definitely one of the one of the cable filler movies of of all time. One of the one of the very uh, prevalent uh, movie categories that we're going to talk about throughout the entire podcast is these movies that were claimed offhand by like 
day daytime uh, TV network, uh, local channel networks, or cable networks like uh, the Superstation, like TBS. This is a TBS movie in the '90s through and through. This is what you watch on Saturday at 4 p.m. on on the uh, on the WB. Yeah, the on UPN. That, yeah, who couldn't afford the Top Gun rights, so they right. bought the Firebird rights. Yeah, they got the Firebird rights. They got Wings of the Apache. They sold it as Wings of the Apache because it sounded sounded really uh, epic. But it was an '87. Yeah, it gives film. me a wind. <laughs> it gives me a wind talkers vibe when I hear that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Which is another you know, Nick Cage and another, another Cage bad film. movie. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes blurb uh, stated: Despite the talent on board, Firebirds is a little more than subpar military adventure, sporting video game like action, outdated philosophy, and uneven acting. Video game like action, more like video game actual <laughs> things. But we're gonna get into. That. I think they they had a specific target audience. That's for sure. Yeah. They uh, my, uh, I think that Top Gun set them up badly in that top gun most of all of top gun basically is training yeah and so this movie right. was like oh people love training yeah people want to know how to get people there. people want to just train and like and, in the guardian yeah like in annapolis what yeah. Why are military movies about training half the time? It's the whole it's the whole storyline. The, the break them down and build them back up. Exactly from from turning into a boy to a man. So it's yeah. so it's a quasi propaganda uh, a message of like here here you're coming into this lifestyle and you don't know what to expect and you better get used to it. It's like yeah, I better get used to it. Yeah. And then they and then they adapt and they overcome their odds. Speaking of propaganda, my blurb is: It seems like it it seems to have been written by some studio hack. Screenwriter isolated from the world since 1941 in some forgotten movie studio storage room stocked with spam, lucky strikes, and a copy of the Monroe Doctrine. <laughs> stocked As- with spam, lucky strikes, <laughs> and the copy of the Monroe Gary, Doctrine. Gary Thompson from Philly. Gary Thompson from Philly. Just just some guy from Philly. Just some guy from Philly. Yeah, uh, fair enough. <laughs> but it, it did have... This is a Reagan movie if I've ever... I don't even know... It's if a Bush I, movie. Obviously, from I mean, the, yeah, yeah, it's the, the caption it, in the beginning is from George Bush. The caption senior. in the beginning sounds like satire when you read it on oh, the screen. Oh yeah, if, if that really happened, if you're not from that generation, yeah, that that is a direct quote of how well, no, how but, the U.S. So, government, the, how yeah, the U.S. government treated. There was the war dealers. on drugs from from Reagan, and then George Bush was like, "We're going to triple down yeah. on that." Times that, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, and he's like, "We're going to fight the war on drugs, not just on our own, on our home turf." We're gonna go everywhere. Hell yeah! Literally yeah. everywhere. Yeah. You want you want to take down uh, communism plus uh, plus drugs? You get me involved. That's uh that's GW. That's GW Senior. I did like how it's, it's no, not said, GW GB Senior. Yeah, yeah, like how it said George Bush and not uh, not GW because you know he's not GW. He was the original George Bush. Well, yeah, because that's 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 the whole difference is that uh, Walker is the middle name of a uh, junior. That's why he's not junior. He's George Walker Bush. He's not. He he didn't have the dignity to be called George Bush Jr. George Walker walked into a Bush Texas Ranger. Wow, uh, cut all of that out, Kyle. Uh, Noble critic Owen Gleiberman. Uh, I'll read the article. He stated. Officially, page not found. You have mistyped the address, or the page may have been moved. Try finding it in one of the categories below, or by searching. So thanks for that, Owen. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, what did he actually say, Nick? Here's what uh, Mr. Ebert said. Oh, he did say something. Yeah. Now, it's tempting to say that I might have liked this movie more if I'd never seen Top Gun, but the fact is, if Top Gun had never been made, Firebirds would still have seemed like a completely ordinary movie. How's <laughs> <laughs> our boy Ebert in, in the, the audio flesh. flesh? In the audio uh, flesh. What do you call that? Long the, uh, live the audio flesh. 
Yeah, uh, Siskel and Ebert have a three minute review, oh, and nice. uh, that that was just the uh, the portion of it where he talked about it. Uh, well, thanks for <laughs> ruining my joke, Nick. Uh, now it's time for the fat corner. <laughs> Release date from this movie, in case you didn't catch it from the trailer, uh, May 25th, 1990. Uh, rating of this film, PG-13. Runtime, probably the best part of this whole entire film, 87 minutes. I got a necessity for velocity. And you're throwing this film at me at 87 miles an hour, for sure. Less than time travel, but, you know, we'll take it. Still seemed like an hour and 45. I don't know. I felt like it was only really, because I really thought, short. Only because I thought that I was at the end, and it turns out I still have 30 minutes left. I initially, honestly, Nick, I asked myself in the in the in in probably the beginning 45 minutes of this film, where are the commercials? Because that's <laughs> what it would have made it feel like a two-hour two hour film, is that if I had seven minutes of, uh, of uh, Pert Plus and uh, It was a tight 87. How long, commercials. how long is Top Gun? It's It's over. It's over. Over, I'm gonna say over a hundred minutes. I want to say 105 minutes. 150, hour 50. Top Gun, the original Top Gun. Yeah, what's that? One ninety. One fifteen. It's 115. No, that's 110. 110 minutes. Damned alligator bit my hand. Oh my god. Taglines. The best. God, this makes me look terrible. But who was Tom Cruise's coach? In Top Gun? I don't know. I want to say it's it's going to be totally wrong, but it's... Um, Did it matter? But it's Louis Gossett Jr. <laughs> <laughs> it's not right at all. <laughs> no, because I feel like the uh, the uh, the guy who was instructing them didn't have a face. Like, he was just the guy with the head... It was less down. It was less about the teacher-student uh, dynamic as It was much. about the student-teacher dynamic with the responses from Tom Cruise and Goose and Iceman when they're talking back to the teacher. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It it was Dale Die a technical advisor for for uh, for that. We're gonna get into that. We're gonna get into Dale Die. That's that's my question because the best just got better is referring to that, right? Well, Nick Cage is the best, and he got taught to be better. Well, yeah, but it's not a Top Gun reference. Yeah. It's 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 direct. No, it's I mean like a it's referring to, to like him. it's a literal description of the movie. Yeah, love Nick Cage literally at the beginning saying I'm the best. Now put on the monocle. Oh, I guess I'm not the best. Yeah, yeah. I'm I, I'm gonna do misdirection with my tagline. I'm okay. gonna do. Head to the chopper. <laughs> Into the chopper. Head to the chopper. Head to the chopper. It's okay. just gonna say chopper, chopper. <laughs> oh, the Australian movie yeah, chopper. Hey, into the chopper. Into the chopper. Into the chopper, mate. Oh, you need a chopper. We're gonna, right? we're gonna get you all these tarantulas walking around the plains. You know, right, right. All these tarantulas. <laughs> uh, my fucking gangrene. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, my tagline is uh, the skies are infested, and then you would just say, depending on your market, yeah, with freedom slash liberty slash justice. Okay, yeah, I get yeah. that. I yeah. get that a lot. Yeah, uh, mostly oh, justice. No, mostly uh, liberty. Right. Skies are infested with liberty. Liberty from drugs, the, the <laughs> fiend of crack. Yeah, you're right. We should take the drug angle really seriously because this is 1990, so this is like the height. This is almost peak uh, war on drugs. So, yes. so I would go pre-crime bill war on drugs. Yeah, I would go. The war on drugs just got real. The the war on the war on drugs uh, just went sky high. <laughs> <laughs> Sky's the limit for the war on drugs. <laughs> like I'm about to be in 15 minutes. Uh, speaking of the sky, here is uh, if you were worried that there was not going to be a helicopter themed keywords, 
don't don't worry please, about it. Please don't worry, don't worry because about it. the keywords are helicopter pilot flight. Helicopter flight, military helicopter, and Apache helicopter. <laughs> Love it. If you're a copter head, if you're a heli head, yeah, this is the movie for you. Ro- uh, a rotary, a rotary rooter. <laughs> let's have let's have a quick quick debate. Quick debate. Plane movies versus helicopter movies. What is uh, intrinsically more intriguing? What what just has a better uh, better chance for plot? I mean, the only plane movies I can think of involve planes getting hijacked. Like I, immediately, yeah, plane movies like come a, to mind as Air Force One. It's like a one note thing, kind of. I, yeah, and then that stealth there's, movie. There's snakes on the plane, or there's a movie terrorist on the plane. And Jamie Foxx oh, yeah, pilot. Yeah, stealth was good. You got um, <laughs> um you got Inception. Uh, you got you got you got Soul Plane. And Soul Air, Plane and, that, and, and Airplane. Uh, cr- plane, so it's airplane. A, it's only, a, which is a high, which is basically a hijack. It's plane. only plane crashing movies, plane hijack movies, and plane. Uh, oh yeah, in plane sight, Sully. in plane sight movies. Sully, you got flight, you got uh, Hel- helicopter movies. There, helicopters are almost never the it's main, the main red eye focus of the movie. Red eye, another airplane movie. Yeah, the hel- helicopters decision. are always just a part of a movie, not the main part of a movie. Except Black Hawk Down. Black Hawk Down is maybe the only time that a helicopter is the main thing of a movie. But uh, is it the main thing, or is it just the, the well? It, the fact that it's down. <laughs> I mean, it's the name of the movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can see what you mean. But um, but it's all about action. Like when you think of a helicopter movie, you think this movie's just guns a blazing. Yeah, guns a Heli- blazing. Helicopter. I don't watch a movie about a, a, a fighter jet bombing places. Exactly. I get because I could watch that on the news. Hey, oh, hey, drone, 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 drone. You know, helicopters get me more hyped. I will say that they do. They do. That the sound, the, the energy is just better. The it energy seems is relaxed. Better. Yeah, but Re- relaxed to murder. You know, maybe the most, the single most famous war scene of all time is the flight of the Valkyries. With the helicopters, yeah, that's one of them for sure. That's I think that was the the biggest introduction like, to like, as one short sequence. Like yeah. I guess you could say the D Day, uh, Saving Private Ryan is maybe the most famous war sequence of all time. Well, that because it's tied with music, it's like a movie scene compared yeah, to like a war. It's, scene. it's pretty long. It's not like, uh, but I mean the Saving Private Ryan. But the uh, as far as like sequence, right? Helicopters play a pretty big role. Yeah, in modern, especially in modern day filmmaking, like like you said, in in uh, Apocalypse Now, uh, Platoon, Firebirds, Charlie Wilson's War, <laughs> Charlie Wilson's War, Black Hawk Down. Yeah, there's there's actually a lot of uh, Hobbs and Shaw has a good Hobbs some, and Shaw some, some, fi- final that, or Fast he, and Furious Eight. Oh, uh, they they throw chains around helicopters multiple times in yeah. all those movies. Yeah. <laughs> Outbreak has a. Uh, uh, Previous podcast wish, outbreak. Wish no, it's it's warning sign. <laughs> warning sign. Oh yeah, Damn it, Sam do, Watterson. We have Dakota. R.I.P. We didn't do outbreak. Yeah, you're right. R.I.P. Uh, budget. Twenty two million is pretty low for a helicopter movie. It feels like, but they did get. Where was Tommy not, Lee? Not so much. Not where so was, much. Where was Tommy Lee in his career at this point? This was pre, this was um, pre Oscar. This was pre Fugitive. This was pre like. Uh, I mean, he was nominated for Coal Miner's Daughter, but. That was ten years ago. This was in nineteen eighty. He was he was a little bit of an obscure uh, 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 sta- or film and stage artist during during the eighties and nineties. I believe he was doing a lot of stage acting. Oh in the yeah, 80s. totally. But in the nineties, he really came into himself. He he was this guy. 
He did like half TV he, movies leading up to this, right? Thing. And then he evolved into he, and then he evolved into crazy bad guy. Hence, wow, uh, under siege. Firebirds was literally his launch. It was he did Firebirds, then More JFK, less, yeah. th- then under siege, then right. Uh, JFK then, was immediately after then this. Fugitive, and then he did uh, Fugitive, where he won the Oscar. Then the client, then Cobb, then Volcano. And took it he off. Just went off from there. Yeah, took off. Took wow, off. this is ninety. The nineties were Tommy Lee Jones's time to shine. Like from 1990 to 2000, that was all TLJ. He gives me hope that, and we ain't talking my, Last Jedi. That my prime is still ahead of me. It is. It is. Look, like, but look, only if I looked like an old man when I right now. If I if I had the face of Tommy Lee Jones right now, I would probably have an acting role. Well, because they'd be like, we need an old 30, 31. I'm here to tell you, <laughs> he was 46 at the time of filming, and in this movie, he's supposed to be just turning 40. So, so time is in your favor, sir. He was fit. He was fit. He was fit. But in he this did movie. not look forty years old. Oh, because it well, he has the wrinkles of a sixty-year-old man yeah. when he was born. Probably. I mean, he looked when when this when he was thirty-six when Coal Miner Starter came out. He looked fifty. Like yeah. it's, if, just, if I was just Tommy was Lee weathered, Jones, weathered feller. If I was Mister and Mrs. Lee Jones, I would be. Uh, the baby was born, and we would look at it, and we would be like. Wow, this baby has a really serious face, and then it just never changed. The he Benjamin was, Button. He face. was probably born with the Benjamin Button face. You're right. You're Tommy Lee right. Jones is the most likely man born with a Benjamin Button. Yeah. Button face. Um, speaking of uh, speaking of outlandish Tommy Lee Jones budget, I don't think he got paid a lot because this is prior to his coming out party. So, so the twenty two million dollar budget, I think, went more towards renting those Apache helicopters. <laughs> oh my god! And, or just renting like the three days where they got to be in those Apache. No, helicopters. one million percent because you yeah. know the government didn't let them slide. No, no, they had to get even this, though th- even though the government is like. Wow, they're making a recruiting movie if I've ever seen one before. It is. That's how they got funding. I'm sure they got funding from the U.S. Army. Yeah. No be- question. Because the the Top Gun had just faded. It's four years after Top Gun, so the Top Gun hype had just started fading away, and the government is like, wow, that worked really well. we got to get another one of these. Look, we, we need helicopter pilots. Saddam Hussein feller. <laughs> He's about to raid in. We need a bunch of chopper pilots ASAP. We they're need like, at least 30. They're like, the Russians are in Afghanistan, and they are... Fucking shit up They're with done. their helicopters. We yeah. need to get our helicopters in there. Yeah, the MIGs are taking over. We need I can't to tell you that uh, how little I know about all this stuff. Uh, what's what's yeah. your the trivia is full with like helicopter people coming in and correcting helicopter stuff. Oh, good. This is the most. It's the most physic. Uh, the most war guy, uh, helicopter guy thing I've ever seen. We're gonna have more war propaganda films. We're gonna have plenty of experts. I'm just letting you know, we probably could have had a helicopter expert come in. But we, but we, we just, probably should have. It's we, okay. At least call Michael Waddington. It's okay because we still have a uh, Blue can, Thunder. Can I call him from my from my laptop? Let no, me see if I no. can. Really call it. What's Blue Thunder? I'm pretty sure that's under 25. percent We'll just do that because that's a 1983 film. Oh, it's 78. percent Shit, Bushider, you son of a bitch. It's fine. Um, meanwhile, this wasn't trivia. This was, <laughs> this was the, uh, the, 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 the gross, <laughs> the gross. Uh, so the budget was 22 million gross and only took 15. So it was a, it was a bit of a failure, uh, in the nineties. Uh, the who's let's, uh, talk about the director, David Green. We don't need to talk about the director, David Green, because he only did three other movies besides this. The one other movie that I know that he did besides this film was Buster, which was a Phil Collins starred rom-com. So I'm pretty sure that's why he's on the soundtrack. Is, at, the, uh, at the very end of this movie, you're like, oh, it's Tar- I just watched Tarzan. 
Yeah. <laughs> because Phil Collins busts in and it's a real Tarzan-y type song. It's a real Tarzan song by by Phil Collins. Yeah. Uh, writers were Nick Deal, uh, who wrote White Fang. And then Our Paul, boy. And Our boy, Nick Deal. Nick Deal. Uh, no relation to Peter. And then Paul F. Edwards, uh, who's, who, uh, whose only movie writing credit was this, but he also wrote for television, for um, television shows like Gunsmoke, V, and Kung Fu. There you go. A uh, notable crew. So the only real notable crew, unless you found someone else, Nick, was uh, was Dale Dye. So Dale Dye plays um, the the commanding colonel or commanding officer of the of the original helicopter pilot training school, and then he hands it over to Tommy Lee Jones. Uh, Dale Dye is ex ex marine, uh, ex big oh, time. That, that guy was Dale Dye. Yeah, ex big military guy. Um, you, a lot of people may know him from uh, his work on Band of Brothers, where he played the the lead colonel to uh, to Easy Company. Um, he was also in the Pacific. He was Band of a, Brothers, like the like Avet, the Avet Brothers, B- Band of Brothers. Oh, okay, Band of Brothers. I haven't uh, heard of that band. Uh, <laughs> the the band of brothers. <laughs> oh, war war movie, a war show. No, it is war. War of the band. <laughs> uh. <laughs> um. <laughs> But Dale Dye... Uh, Battle of the Band of Brothers. <laughs> so apparently during the these during uh, Dale Dye's retirement, I think it was post-1980-something, 1980, he decided to become a technical advisor to, to Hollywood films. And he still is a technical advisor, at least his company is to this day. He's the owner and operator of Warriors, Inc., um, and for any film, really, that that a high-budget film or, or a high-presence film depicting American military action... Uh, Dale Dye's company is behind that. Uh, so it's really I- I- insightful because he seems like a no-nonsense actor, and you're like, oh, he's like an Ar- Arlie Army type. He's like, oh, no, he's actually like that guy. Like, he's not He's not really well, acting. Like Arlie Army. Yeah. Well, he's not really acting. Arlie Army's ca- is acting compared to Dale Dye, where he's like, I'm in this. I'm going to pretend like this is the real thing. And then afterwards, I'm going to still pretend like this is the real thing because <laughs> you guys need to be concerned about this shit. <laughs> Um, other actors in this film, uh, obviously Nicolas Cage and uh, TLJ. We also have Sean Young, uh, which is basically the only female, not even lead, but supporting role uh, besides uh, besides Mary Ellen Trainer, who is Tommy Lee Jones' wife. So who she was in for what thirty five seconds? She plays the Kelly McGinnis role in this movie. Yeah, but she's not. She's not the reporter. She's Kelly in the military McGinnis. too. Kelly McGinnis was a instructor. Oh, I thought she wasn't a pilot. I thought instructor. she was a. I thought she was a. He seduces the instructor. They they wanted to put her on the same level as Nick Cage. Oh, uh, see, no, 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 no. You're saying Sean Young was an instructor. No, I'm saying Kelly McGillis. I need to look that. Let's see. Confession time. It's been a while. Never seen it. Top Gun. There you go. The actual Top Gun. Never seen it. I've seen pieces of it. Never seen it. This is unfucking believable. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody is to leave here immediately. This cafe is closed until further notice. Clear the room at once. <laughs> this is what's happening right now because I'm shocked. I'm shocked to find that Top Gun has not been seen by my own co-host. This is ridiculous, and I refuse to stand for it. I had to use Casablanca <laughs> to further justify the fact that. Do you want me to shatter your world even more? You haven't seen Top Gun two. Nobody has yet. Well, you haven't that, seen Casablanca either. Never seen Casablanca. Motherfucker. 
God. I recorded it. I don't even know. I don't even know. I don't even know who uh, who my co-host is anymore. I saw the uh, shocking Casa- shocking development. I saw here. the Casablanca remake um, with uh, the Tasmanian Devil when he had his own TV show and his family played <laughs> played. Humphrey Bogart and Ava Gardner. Okay, well, I can't, I can't knock that because that sounds pretty cool. <laughs> and I would watch that in a second. Watch that in a goddamn second. But um, wait, where, where is she? Where is it said that she's a instructor? Kelly McGillis. I know. Oh, learns the next day that oh, unsuccessfully posted the word astrophysicist and civilian instructor. So she's not in the military. Instructor though. But I she's was... an astrophysicist. <laughs> I need to watch that movie. Uh yeah, what, what were we saying? So Sean, <laughs> so Sean Young's in this film. Nick. God damn it! So Sean Young, son in of this a film. bitch. God damn, son of a bitch. <laughs> Sean Young, who I wish uh, that I saw more of her films, but I only seen three of her films now. I could not not see Ace Ventura in this movie. Right, it was really tough. Her right. hair is close to the same Ace Ventura length, close, close-ish. And every time she talked, for the first like five minutes of her on screen, I was like, yeah, God. Sean Young, Sean Young, Sean Young. And then I was like, okay, yeah, uh, Finkel and Einhorn, Einhorn and Finkel. But I do think that Ace Ventura ruined a lot of things for me in childhood in a good way. And uh, it did ruin this. It ruined this in that I couldn't see just her tone of voice. She's she speaks differently in Blade Runner. In Blade Runner, she she has like the ro- she has like the robot tone of voice. So sure. you don't really get the Ace Ventura in there, but right. she spoke the way that she speaks. And she's only because in the she, film for three minutes. She speaks a really unique way, actually, yeah. in, in that it, she it's deeper, and it's measured, and it's uh, she emphasizes kind of weird syllables. I w- I would say like it's it's a unique way of speaking, so it's really obvious when it's her, and that's the way she spoke in Ace Ventura, which made it uh, an unbreakable bond when I was watching this movie. And it didn't help that they had no chemistry, which we'll get to. Nick to the facts. There it is. There's your segment. Yep, that was a fact. Um, movie plot. Uh, Nick, do you, do you have one? I don't even know if there is one. Uh, I'll just read you the plot of Top Gun. Almost the same thing. Almost exactly the same thing. Nick Nick Cage, hotshot helicopter pilot. They need uh, they need to have the best helicopter pilot training in order to fight the cartels, which we never see. We only see the hired gun for the cartels. That Nick Cage survives. That's it. No, I got it. Army lovers and their task force leader join the drug war in Apache assault helicopters. That's it. That's basically it. That's the entire plot that they gave in Rotten Tomatoes, which is the one we usually use, which is insane that they kept it to a sentence. And but then two-thirds yeah, it, of that film is just them preparing to fight the cartel. Yeah. One guy. Literally one guy. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's got a cool helicopter that apparently the military Did the can't, U.S. do this? Because. What they, the fuck? They did. I mean, this this is like got clear and present danger vibes, sort of. God, I um, am so. This is like sniper vibes. I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, Navy SEALs. Do you remember the film Navy SEALs? I do. Yeah, I, do, I, do. I, I really wanted that to be a future. Uh, like the jackal. <laughs> no, no, Navy the SEALs jackal? with the <laughs> with the, the jackal with uh with Charlie no, wh- Sheen. No, I'm uh the movie I'm trying to think of is the one where Navy SEALs future contender. We need to do this film. We need to do this film. Charlie That's... Sheen, Dolph Lundgren. Um, What's the one where they go Michael down to, Bain. to South America and then they train and the guy dies during the training and then it turns out it's just like really hardcore outfit that one of the guys like wasn't good enough and they killed him? What are you talking about? John, ah, 
God. Bruce. Uh, not Bruce Willis. Oh, Tears John of the Tra- Sun? John Travolta is in it. No. Oh, you're thinking of Basic. Basic. That's like Rashomon, though. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Totally yeah. different then. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking of like Navy SEALs, which is. Um, which has Charlie Sheen as a as a new recruit to the Navy SEALs program, and then they just go on crazy missions all across the all across the globe. Jeez Louise. Charlie Sheen, Michael Bean, Bill Paxton. That's all you need to say. Dennis Haysbert. Esapatha Murkison. Okay. Um Are you for real? The, the the biggest are you for real is the propaganda that this movie is. It's there's fucking a lot. crazy. There's <laughs> like a, it's three quarters propaganda. The entire thing is just propaganda. People, yeah. it, it's just like drugs are bad. We sent literally everybody to stop drugs. Yeah, which not are just the CIA unstoppable. Yeah, yeah. we sent military uh, forces down into uh, South America to allegedly quash just uh, real wild stuff but all all together i it's the overarching plot of i mean the movie. that's the whole story of pablo escobar you know it's the entire thing of the movie it right. is uh pervasive throughout it we can move on yeah uh uh, uh your other point the most up. surprising are you for real in the movie is nick cage being just a sexual harasser the whole time sean young didn't have a moment's peace this whole movie no but she handled it she handled it so well that With i grace. think she should have won an oscar for best supporting actress, for yeah. the amount that she endured during this movie, at least in a, 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 a what do you call those? The American, what are those? American Air Independent Spirit Awards. <laughs> no, the ones that are like diamond shaped. Yeah, the like Dick Clark Award, the little gem thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. Give her one of those. Give one her, those. give People's her something. Choice. She was a terrible actress in this movie. I'm gonna say that because she was barely in it. She was in a lot of it. No, she was. She in had a ton. Tw- of, she she had twenty five t- lines total. She was in, in a ton of this movie, and she was had twenty five lines total in this film. Yeah, because of her shows, presence and lack of lines. Where they are at? It wasn't. This. It wasn't her acting. That's all I'm saying. It was the cast. It was like the the written role for her. Yeah, it was her role was literally written by military guys. Like, let's throw a female in here until we get the military. Million percent. They let they. They're like, we need, we need. They'll to- die, wrote Sean Young's lines. I'm here to say that. I will take that to the grave. But Nick Cage shows up, and from the very first minute, he's harassing her. Just holds her hand too long. Let me take fo- you out for a stay. Follows yeah. her everywhere, and then you find out that they actually have history. So that that was actually like kind of reassuring. which was weird, weirdly alluded to uh, at the very the end whole of it. the whole bit yeah. with them was just weird, and yeah. and they uh, they go on there romantic getaway where they actually hook up and she rewards him for being a fucking creep the entire fucking movie thanks for pursuing me yeah unbelievable unbelievable stuff really that was the worst part of the movie i got major cocktail vibes same from thing their relationship yeah cocktail vibes same thing with uh i mean top gun is kind of not to spoil it for you now that i know uh, oh i know goose dies at the end spoiler no, no, that's not the spoiler the spoiler is that the kelly mcgillis tom cruise relationship in top gun is also kind of creepy and not great oh, uh yeah it, he's the billy it, falau it, it involves a lot of like <laughs> is the only way that men hooked up with women back in the 90s was you had to stalk them because it really feels like we could have got that was a different the message fellas. that was the message they were trying to convey yeah, they were like, please follow this woman around until she relents. Like, like that's don't drug her. Exactly don't physically abuse her. <laughs> just verbally abuse her. And then she'll just have to mentally crumble and say, yeah, she'll hang out with you. Yeah, my last are you for real is that the first 30 minutes almost matches up exactly with the first 30 minutes of Top Gun. In that incident happens. They come to the school. There's a scene at a bar. 
where where flirting happens, but it's like mm, suspect. And then there's like the first scene of uh first big training scene. Right. That's it was almost beat for beat the exact same thing as Top Gun. Yeah, the the whole introduction of it's Nicolas just, Cage initially being in South America and then being the sole survivor of the attack by the by the crazy North Korean trained uh, staller. <laughs> Like that—that that was unnecessary. Who we haven't really touched upon yet, but we'll we'll get to. Solar. I feel like there would have been a lot more like dramatic element if it was just Nicolas Cage getting interviewed by the generals and and saying what was happening, and then there would be like brief, brief yeah, moments some, of some flashbacks shit. or something. Yeah. But that was not the '90s. That would probably be what would be the remake now. But but back then, no. Obviously, you want all those establishing helicopter shots flying around. They had to show that everybody else died except for him. I um. <laughs> My my for real moments. Uh, we're gonna circle back to Tommy Lee. Not not Tommy Lee's acting, but his his character situation. <laughs> yeah. So he's a forty year old, yet all of his children are four and under. That's uh that's pretty surprising to me. But then again, you know, I guess he's forty, but he looks sixty. So he's a sixty year old having four year old children. That's problematic to me because he's in the military. Uh, Tommy Lee, Tommy Lee was forty six at the time of this filming. Filming, he could have been seventy eight years old, and he, and I would have believed you. <laughs> Without question. Would you rather be a... uh, Okay, so I think the two perfect examples of this are Tommy Lee Jones and Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe is somebody who... reverse. Somebody who always looks young until they look old, or somebody who always looks old even when they're young. I'm going to blow your mind right now. Guess how old Anthony Mackie is. 47. Only because you told me guess how old Anthony Mackie is. Anthony Mackie is 42 years old. Okay. Guess how old Andy Samberg is. Uh, he he's maybe forty. He's the same age. Okay. <laughs> I I don't know where I was going with that, but <laughs> I was trying to. Neither of those. Hit the I thought Anthony Mackie was like fifty. I think the Rob Lowe, Rob Lowe, Tommy Lee Jones is what where where it's at. In that yeah. two guys, one who looked really young until he was old, and one who was just old from the beginning. Right, right. But but then again, Rob Rob Lowe still looks relatively young. At the adverse side of that, which, know, which would you rather be? <laughs> I'd rather be no, and none of the, get, and you get their career. You get their career. I'll take who, C, which is Mario Lopez, because he has the best career and the best looks at his age. That is at his age. Yes, the best career he's got far. He's worse a television career. wunderkind. What he, are you talking no, about? He works way too often for being as old as he is. But he likes it. I think that's the whole point. Is like he likes to be like. I don't that. know. I don't want to work that hard. Mario Lopez, forty-seven years old. If I was if I was uh, <laughs> if I was Mario Lopez, I would want to be in Rob Lowe's situation where I got two, I got at least three syndicated and spokesman, th- three syndicated shows where I'm I'm fine. But I would What's actually uh, oh West Wing, uh, Parks and Rec, and What's the Third? No, nah, there's got to be another one somewhere. Fucking Wayne's World Something. because how many <laughs> showed on cable television? Um, all right, I, I mean, I guess I like Tommy Lee because he he it's it's more of a seasoned uh, career and it's more of a um, I, yeah, more of a I, thespian. Career. I prefer Tommy I, Lee too. I yeah. go with the thespian career because I, I would love to do the stage plays and things like that and just get recognition for 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 being a stage actor. Tommy Lee's the man. I would want it. Okay, if, yeah. If you had to have dinner with one of those people, who are you gonna choose? Now, probably Rob Lowe because Tommy Lee Jones is old, so he probably is only gonna want to talk about old things. Yeah, you're right. He would be. He'd be a fun. He'd be a fun dinner date if it was just you two. But he had to open up. Like, if if he was like willing to engage, yes. If you're he right, was like your right. friend and not like, hey, you wanted 
dinner with Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, he wanted you wanted dinner with Tommy Lee Jones. Like, great, I'm obligated Actually, to do no. this. Okay, Nick Cage, Tommy Lee Jones. Who you take the dinner with? If I think it's, it's a winning. If 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 I'm winning a if dinner, you're winning or it, if I, I think choose. It's, if it's like, hey, it, hey, it's Tommy Lee Jones. Come to dinner with me. Hey, it's Nick Cage. Come to dinner with me. I think yeah. I think what you're saying is right in that if you get the call, you want to choose Tommy Lee. But if you win the thing, you choose Nick Cage. Yeah, because Nick Cage would be all in because he knows he's getting paid for. Yeah, it. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Because Nick Cage would be totally, totally in- engaged with Cage. <laughs> okay, so the plot of the movie—they're training for the first two thirds to go to South America to arrest drug cartels to who, help the South American government, individual countries, governments yeah, deal uh, with the drug epidemic. Yeah, because, drug epidemic because the drug ed- epidemic has a a, a Russian paid scorpion. Helicopter Russian, fighting. North Korean, something. Cuban paid, German, like, <laughs> East German. 100% communist person. 100% uh, communist lives in Alabama. That's he, how he looks. Who, yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's who, a very who, much who a just, All he does is shoot down pilots. This guy is a beast. All he does is shoot down pilots. He's killed multiple of Nick Cage's friends. Might as well be in a jetpack. But he's not the only guy they have to fight with. The cartel buys two fighter jets. Two fighter jets. Two fighter jets. Oh, yeah. Who who come in and they're which in the, would never happen in real life and it has yet to happen in real life. I may add. So I appreciate the final battle in that you see the jets. The my main problem with Top Gun always has been, always will be, is the final fighting sequence is something that I'm not going to ruin for Stephen because he needs to see it. I've seen the final fight sequence of what? Oh, Top Gun. Top Gun. Oh no, I saw that. It's no, just, it's when Goose dies. It's yes. just no, no, no. Oh, the scene after. Yeah, there's. The I saw the last the one fight after where there's another Meg or with, whatever. W- where with him and Iceman, with him and Iceman. Yeah, yeah, it's fine, but there could have been more action. This one has a lot of action, and I think it's good, except for the fact that maybe fighter jets are way better than helicopters. <laughs> yeah, that that's a debate. Uh, looked online. There's no fact check here today, so we can't really get to the bottom of it. No, we're not going to say anything. But. Uh, I would assume fighter jets win. 1997, uh, Texas or uh, British Army guy says from Quora.com, <laughs> which is you know a reputable website. Yeah, he says that most times fighter jets win this fight. In fast, in fast, high altitude situations, fighter jets win ten out of ten times. But, but low to the ground, low to the ground, you're in the bush. You're in, you're in the, you're in the chopper's game. You're chopper's <laughs> game, chopper's game. <laughs> like yeah, sure. the the amount of helicopter jargon in this movie was kind of awesome. It was, but it was very, uh, very boilerplate. It wasn't very like. Army, I don't know. I'm, I'm actually the more I talk about it, the more I'm into it. I, I think you need to rewatch it because a lot of it is recycled <laughs> lingo. Yeah, that's a hundred percent right. But we'll get into it because our quotes are good. You know, the actually the last, uh, the last. Are you for real? That I have. I don't know if you. you I think you have another one, but his, uh, the whole. Climaxy crux part of his training where he is could, his eyesight. His eyesight. <laughs> so, oh, you got dominant. You got dominant eyesight. You, you're so, dominant in your left, but you could, but you have to use your monocle to see with the right. So wouldn't the solve be to just put the monocle on the left right? and then and then look at the right? Like why couldn't they accommodate? If they can accommodate almost any pilot that's not disabled, why couldn't they accommodate? So because that surely that? there's no fucking way you watch this movie. Here's what happens. Uh, Nick Cage is the best helicopter pilot of all time, apparently. 
and he's crushing all these virtual uh these virtual drills. He's flying around in this video game. He is he's murdering everything and he's doing a lot of good catchphrases the yeah. whole time. He's like I am scrape a murder bottom bottom get him got him get him in the bottom. And he's just like he he's crushing it until he has to wear this like little monocle thing which makes it where the information's on his eye on his right side, but not on his left side. And he's not able to deal with that because he's right eye dominant. Yeah. That's like a main plot point of the movie. And it's so ridiculous that it's overshadowed and it gets fixed in like five minutes. Yeah. It's totally overshadowed. Fucking unbelievable. The whole, the, the, 15 minutes of the movie where like, it's all about that thing. And And that could have been, it's there and it's gone in, in a second, did they just come up with that? Like, no, no, it's a real thing. No, it's a real thing. I looked it up. It's it's an actual thing. Like, we all have that. We all have a dominant eye. Um, that's why Is people it, would it be that big a deal in that situation? Probably, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. It's like people who who play pool they, and they have to close one eye to to shoot pool. What eye are you closing? Are you closing your left eye or your right eye? Are you shooting with your left or your right hand? Are you catching with your left or your right hand? Are you writing yeah. with your right or your left hand? That 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 sort of thing. It falls into that that left brain right brain uh, uh, sort of thing. Maybe. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it should have been like, a, if it was that big of a deal, it should have been 20 or 30 minutes, or it should have just been like, oh, you're dominant-eyed. We got to fix that. And then just fucking fix it. And then be done <laughs> with it. Not they, make it like, uh, oh, you got to talk to him, and then he doesn't really want to talk to you, but then you just got to figure out yourself. They made a huge deal out of it. The whole, yeah. uh, the only time that uh, real good stuff, uh, the only time Sean Young and Nick Cage had any chemistry was when they were trying to when decide they had who, sex in the yeah when they hotel room <laughs> right after the sex when they were trying to decide who drives the car yeah after, they're the chasing, driving chasing argument. each other around the car That's I thought good. that was good that, that was, was good that good. was good I really enjoyed uh, the fact that <laughs> video game simulations uh, came into this film for the first time. Based solely on the fact that that's how they train the military today, yeah. is is video simulations and and actual uh, uh, virtual VR simulations. A lot and that of that was the, one of the first of the, iterations. A lot of the reviews mentioned the video game ness of this movie. The video game uh, in this film was uh, 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 heavily uh, uh, um, heavily positively reviewed game that released for the first iteration of uh, Microsoft for MS DOS. And was used in helicopter training schools. There you go. Too. What was your other uh, real good thing? Uh, when Tommy Lee Jones was uh, <laughs> eating a fudge pop and uh, he had some prominent chocolate on his lips, thoroughly, thoroughly felt that moment. Not just as not just as a kid of the '90s eating them fudge pops, but as a kid right now wanting a fudge pop. It was fucking unbelievable. The, the chocolate way, lips. The way that he ate that that pop. Is, he was that, sucking that, down that fudge pop <laughs> like nobody's business, <laughs> extracting all the goodness from that fudge pop. He kept it in front of his mouth the whole time, just like rubbing his mouth on it. He was love them he chocolate lips. He wasn't even eating it. I feel what he was doing because <laughs> the chocolate lips feeling when you're sucking on a fudge pop is a very, very nice feeling. And if you don't enjoy that, then, then there's something wrong with you and you need to go back and have a fudge pop in your life. <laughs> it was unbelievable. <laughs> well, speaking of Tommy nah, Lee. Me wait, mate. <laughs> speaking of Tommy Lee, he's my, he's my best of the movie. He, he definitely was he the best. He plays that role He's so good. To, to a fucking T. He's so there, good. There's like, there's not a, he doesn't have a single misstep the whole time, even with chocolate lips. This, that's not a misstep. <laughs> Calvin Little and uh, the the colonel from uh, uh, Captain America, the first Avenger, uh, e- equal. They're the same person. They're the same yeah. person. He was frozen in time as long with Steve Rogers, and they got resurrected in the 1990s. Say, guess what? You hear these things called helicopters where you're about to find out, <laughs> CWO. A million percent, million percent. 
Uh, who worked for who? Who worked for you? Honorable honorable mention uh, along with Tommy Lee Jones is uh, is Dale Dye, the uh, the technical advisor and the the mustachioed uh, gray haired gentleman. Yeah, he was good. No, yeah, he was he 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 did his job. Yeah, perfect I, military man. Yeah, I already said who who didn't work for me, Sean Young. Yeah. Uh, who who didn't work for you? Uh, the writers. I don't know <laughs> who they're writing for. Besides, themselves. I don't think they knew who they were writing for, and they didn't expect the actors to go this crazy. Yeah, Nick Cage, we haven't talked about. It. It's a Cage podcast. He's very cagey in this film, which I which I love. This is the first real. Uh, I haven't seen a lot of really early Nick Cage, but he is a wild man in this movie. Very wild, very wild. <laughs> like I think that he got, he must have gotten some direction at the beginning of this movie where they are like, "You're young hotshot." And that was all he heard. And then he was like, "I'm being a, I'm a young, I'm the hot, greatest. I'm a young hotshot for this whole movie, and I'm going to be ridiculous." He was so over the top that it it took you out of the movie in a way, but also brought you into the movie in a way. <laughs> to rescue Sean Young during the final scene, <laughs> you're not touching her, you filthy piece of shit. Even though you totally couldn't hear. Him. Yeah. Aside um, from him being like a total sexual harasser and loved a it, positive creep the whole time. You need that wildness. I think that's the cage factor. That's what we've been talking about. His his uh when one of my favorite scenes in the movie is when Tommy Lee Jones isn't allowed to go. He's initially not allowed to go into the final fight. Yeah. And he wants to prove that he's just as good as these younger guys. So he gets in a box he challenges Nick Cage to a boxing match and yeah. then gets laid out. Yeah. <laughs> that- <laughs> He's like I'm all right. I'm just uh, you know pull that, a muscle. That boxing scene was just weird and and really badly coordinated. Oh my god, awesome, uh, awesome though. Not awesome. compared to the helicopter. Really awesome. I would watch that one minute scene all over and over if I had a choice. Uh, replace the character with a Muppet. Who you got? Uh, uh, so so there's a big big uh, burly general at the beginning. Uh, I guess at the Department of Defense, and uh, I definitely would replace him with Terry the uh, the bear. Oh yeah, that's yeah. great. Yeah, that's great. I'd put uh, I'd put Beaker and Bunsen in one of the other. Well, as the people that get blown up five minutes in. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. That'd the be one, good. The ones that get blown up uh, when they're leaving the pad when they get attacked. Oh, at, when they get attacked at the, in the last ten minutes. So you have to you like get you you get to know them the whole movie, but then they die immediately. Yeah, yeah that's pretty good. That would be a really rough death death for me if I had to see Bunsen and Beaker die. Even yeah. though in the ending credits, you would just see them both land on Earth and be like. Ooh, and they and they shake around like Beaker's been blown up so many times. It, yeah. There's no way he would die. He looks like a used matchstick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, we don't have to do recasting couch. We can do. Uh, you did quotes. I would recast. No, you, you say who you would recast for, for, for recasting. I got my recasting. Recasting. Put put Stoll, put Stoller uh, with an actual German person. Put Rucker Hauer in there. I, he yeah. wasn't doing much. I like that. Udo Kier. He probably wasn't doing anything at I that like time. I like that a lot. You know, some uh, some uh, some Werner Herzog as the bad guy. That'd be great. A <laughs> yeah. lot of monologues from Werner. I'd love it. You know, I'm gonna recast Sean Young. Sorry, Sean. Uh, Who are you gonna put in there? Somebody from the '90s. So Kelly McGillis. No, no, because the Catherine. It's too, it's too uh, close. I'm gonna go maybe younger, more hot shotty. Okay, so I got two options. I got I got Julia Roberts. Too much hair to fit underneath the helmet, probably. She'd ha- no, she'd cut it. She'd have to cut it. Okay, we don't want short hair Julia Roberts. We want curly Julia Roberts. I'm going to go... Lori Petty. Or is she too young? She might have been too young at that wow, time. Wow, Lori Petty could be perfect. She might have been too young. So my other option was also too young. Uh, Winona. No, yeah, that's problematic. Yeah, that's pro- a bit problematic. Okay, then my last option... Drew Barrymore. <laughs> Alyssa Milano. Alyssa Milano? Was she 18 by then? Put Alyssa Milano in there. <laughs> hey, as an 18-year-old hanging out with 30-year-old. Uh... No, no, no. Uh, Sandy. Sandy Bullock. 
Doesn't matter Sandra? how young. She, okay. Doesn't matter how young she is at this point. It's right in. It's, it's a right couple in, years before Speed, so I'll. A couple take years it. before Speed, I'll so she's it. still old I'll enough. Yeah, and she would have the right vibe of helicopter pilot. Fair enough. Yeah. What's your okay. quote? That's who I'm going with. What's your quote? Uh, I had two quotes that I really loved. The first one, both of them are at the end of the movie, uh, where uh, Nick Cage talking to his partner. He says, "How's it going, Calvin?" Jake, only my mother calls me Calvin. I am your mother now, Calvin, to his own partner. Yeah. I didn't understand what Instead that was Instead of I am your daddy now. <laughs> I mean, I guess. Uh, and then when uh, Tommy Lee Jones gets shot out of the sky, crashes, breaks both of his legs, but thankfully Sean Young's around. He tells Sean Young everything to do. She gets... she. I didn't know. I thought that was a really cool part of the movie and that they showed that there is like a rocket launcher just out of the parts on the ship. I mean, on, on a helicopter. Yeah, there is. Yeah. So he, she like pulled, it, she like yeah. pulled the two things out, put them together, and then you could take the missile off of the helicopter. Yeah, put it, I don't know about that. <laughs> put it onto the rocket launcher. That has to be true. Maybe why, why it might be a piece that? of the ammo. I yeah, thought no, that was pretty cool. I think you're right. It might that was be a very. Piece of the that ammo. was very cool. And then so she, and then he had her shoot down the the fighter jet. <laughs> so she, yeah, with a stinger <laughs> missile. Yeah, yeah. So she and he said, shoot him in the ass. And then she shot him in the ass. And then she said, snort that sucker. Snort that sucker. <laughs> and uh, anti drug. <laughs> cartel call out. Yeah, <laughs> cartel, <laughs> cartel call out. So I loved that. Those are my two. Uh, and then, uh, well, uh, Calvin Little had the had the line of the movie, aka Tommy Lee Jones, when he was uh, training Nicolas Cage. Um, uh, when he's going after targets, he said, "Boy, you're gonna be busier than a three pecker goat." And I guess you would be busy if you're a three pecker goat. You don't want a peckering. How would you make it fresh? More cartel stuff, obviously. So yep. give me some lead up. Give me some more cartel people just walking up and paying this Stoller guy. And then give me more stakes. There was no stakes in two-thirds of this film. There was nothing going on for 60 minutes of this 87-minute film. Yeah. Literally nothing. It wasn't like Top Gun where the training is compelling. Yeah, because you have the, you have the struggle between the, the two classmates or the struggle between McGillis and, and fucking Tom Cruise or Tom yeah. Cruise and the other instructors and Tom Cruise and his motorcycle or, or whatever. It's very frustrating. I agree, I agree. Now it's time for the games. We're going to do the top five. Top five. And it's a special one. Like we said earlier, it's top five Tommy Lee Jonesies. Top five Tommy Lee Jones movies. You want me to go first? Yep. Number number one is U.S. Marshals. No. My number five. I might bookend mine. Oh, okay. Five U.S. Marshals, number one fugitive. Five U.S. Marshals. Really? I don't think so. Explain it. Explain it. Explain it. I'm looking at it, and I like that character. Um, my he's, he's good in a lot of stuff, but you know what? I like his. I like his. Uh, you're not gonna his Marshals character. You're not even gonna know my number five. My number five is the Sunset Limited, which is a oh with uh, Morgan Freeman. No, which is uh, a no Samuel Jackson. There you go. I've it's heard that's a very good movie. HBO uh, adaptation of the play by Cormac McCarthy. I think that was in your uh, top ten one year, a couple years ago. No, this is uh, 2011. Oh, yeah. Who, who really loved that movie? Who's the idiot now? Uh, <laughs> sorry, uh, but no, it's a story of of a black man uh, picking up a white man from the subway who was about to kill himself on the subway track, and then they have a like an hour-and-a-half-long discussion about living and why, why, what it means to live versus why, why dying. And I always thought that was very interesting, considering the age of both actors, the, the age of both roles, and, and the, and the uh, source material. Nick, what's your five? Uh, something about top five 
for the actor. Are we just doing, we're doing movies, right? Not their performance in the movies. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, performance in the movies counts towards the movie. Yeah. Like, if you really liked him in Man in the House, by all means, put him in your top I mean, it counts towards the movie, but if his role in the movie isn't like, so, so No Country for Old Men is like my, he's like not in the movie a ton. But he no no but that's a, that's that's, a, in the, that's on my list. But so it's a really go right great. Ahead. It's a really great movie. Yeah, yeah 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 yeah. But I'm gonna go number five. I'm gonna backtrack on my uh, previous bit and go with Double Jeopardy. Wow. No, vol- I'm going volcano. I'm going volcano number five because it was his uh, first foray into lava. Movies, <laughs> I think is only for Ray <laughs> and Lava, but okay. No, I love, I love uh, Volcano. It's between the two. That was the Volcano year. Was between Dante's Peak and Volcano, right? I, uh, recently, we got to do Dante's Peak. It's under. Is it twenty one? Wow, we yeah, should do we, that for the next Volcano. Got to for sure do Dante's Peak. It is mm, bad with three Bs. I watched that in Earth Science in high school. <laughs> okay, well, there you go. What's your number four? My number four. Is going to be. I just remember it so much from my childhood. It's it's hard to eliminate it from my life because there's so much that I take reference of mm-hmm. in the past, in the mm-hmm. present, and in the future. Yeah. And it's not even a role where you even see his face. It is the role of Major Chip Hazard from Small Soldiers. That was my four too. No shit. Yeah. Really. Small soldiers. Small it's soldiers. incredible how this movie stands the test of time in my it's mind. Still very good. Not in the public, mind you. No one knows what I'm talking about when I think of Small Soldiers. I, every every time I bring up Small Soldiers, people are like, "Oh yeah, that movie." I watched it. Uh, rewatched it last year. And wow. It, it held up. It held up. I I had my uh, went to a, a friend's birthday party. Too scared to see Godzilla, so we went and saw Small Soldiers. And wow. I think that we made the right choice, actually. You, you actually did. Um, yeah. But yeah, I agree. I agree with that. My, I'm going to make my number three Batman Forever as Two-Face. It's really good. See, that was my toss-up between putting in Small Soldiers or, or Batman Which Forever. Which means that I'm leaving off, actually, like a very... You can put an honorable mensch. A good movie. Put in your honorable mensch. It means some... Yeah, I have to do what I've done every single top five we've ever done. I'm gonna have to move volcano to, to yeah, move <laughs> out, it out off the list. I don't care. I don't care. Off the list, volcano's off the list. Uh, I'm gonna put number five and put the Batman movie, Two Face. Yeah, okay, so what's your number three? So my number three is going to be because there's three movies that mm, are are above and beyond. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. No Country as my number three. Wow, that's your number three. Yeah. <sighs> okay. All right. Well. uh... My number, my number three. I just, I just gotta do it. No, I've never seen Ad it. Ad Astra. Never seen it. Uh, don't want to see it. <laughs> it's a good reveal in Ad Astra as him. As uh, him, really? Yeah. <laughs> is he? Is he like? Uh, it's like, good. It's good. It's like good. Fucking Marlon Brando. Yeah. In, yeah. Uh, it, it, it in almost, oh my god! It is very close to that. <laughs> it's very close to that. That's what I heard. A hundred percent. That's what I heard. Um, my my number three. You're gonna hate me for it. It's um, it's U.S. Marshals. Uh, Samuel Gerard, <laughs> he knocks it out of the park as Sam Gerard. Okay, then you're leaving an important movie off the list too. I'm not. Watch me not. Okay, my number two is. So it really comes down to. He was in Jason Bourne. I did not know that. Yeah. Wow. That's another movie I haven't seen. I'm gonna stay obviously. true to my heart. I'm gonna put him, Fugitive at two. Mm. 
and Men in Black. His role in Men in Black is number one. Jay, yeah. I mean, that's the thing is like, that's my honorable mention is Men in Black because, yes, that first movie was so significant, but then he's he's gone, then he comes back in number two, but then he's sort of back, but not so much back in number three. And and allegedly, number three is the best one of them all, which I haven't seen. Oh, it's good. Yeah, I heard it's really, really good. Very good. Um, but yeah, all I just, three are good. That's but. a standout role. Like you have to leave that on its own level because it, it was it's his only returning role besides Gerard. Yeah, you've ah, you almost talked me into Fugitive at one. Ah. I, I don't. Uh, no, he, he's you're really right. good as number one Fugitive. I I think Fugitive <sighs> is his. Far, it's, a, it's a career-defining role for him. Yeah, I might get canceled if I don't put Fugitive at number. No, one. No, you can leave it at two. Now I'm gonna put it at one. I'm gonna put Men in Black at number two. Okay. Um, yeah. Honorable mention, obviously, for Men in Black, but I would put it on the list if if okay, he wasn't your, so strong. What's your as... two? So what's your two and your one? So the Joker is two. So Batman. Uh, it's not Batman Forever. <laughs> Batman Forever. No, it's a uh, it's Man he, of the House he, and he the Joker and JFK <laughs> <laughs> as the gay as the gay businessman. Or no, no country is your two. Uh, no country. See, I was gonna say fugitive as one, but um, yeah, I'm gonna have to still stick with fugitive as one in the no country as two. Okay. No, no country. He was so. Here's my story with no country. Read the book. Always thought that Ed Tom Bell, uh, the sheriff that Tommy Lee Jones portrayed, was this lumbering, um, not so much lumbering, but but a calculated oldish man who you know sort of a weight problem sort of like a, a, a disillusioned cowboy old man and but tommy lee jones played him to a t very surprised he didn't get an oscar by the way but at the same time his dad that he sees at the very end of the film that could that was my depiction of who ed tom bell was so 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 the coen brothers just hit it out of the park it's like oh yeah he's just the descendant of this old lumbering guy who who recognizes that he can't change with the times and then and then Ed Tom Bell has his has his conflict about changing with the I'm times. I'm dared. Yeah, you can't change what's coming. Um but yeah, yeah, there it is. There it is. We did it. We did it. We fucking did it. Uh our last game, uh pitch me the reboot sequel prequel. Reboot sequel prequel. I have one of each, but I'm gonna go with sequel. One of each. Nick Cage not only saves everybody's life, but also gets thrown in jail himself because Sean Young uh, enters enters the Me Too age and decides what he did was not okay. Don't and ask, don't tell. I'm fucking telling. Deserves to go to jail and does and gets rehabilitated. So congratulations, Nick Cage. Now you get rehabilitated, trying to come home to his, his uh, new family that he got through the mail. Through the mail, yeah, exactly. And <laughs> I was about to ask that. He he's flying home on his plane with a bunch of convicted criminals, and it turns out that this plane is filled with cons, and it is uh, some would say a con air. Con air wow. is the spiritual sequel to I really like Firebirds. They they like if you it's it's not just a sequel to Firebirds, it's a reboot of Con Air. Yeah, which which I thoroughly <laughs> thoroughly enjoy. So that uh, my prequel was. One that you, that you came up with earlier where uh, Tommy Lee Jones is actually from Captain America age. <laughs> yeah, that was that was my that was my uh, that was my prequel is that uh, Calvin Little is actually the colonel from World War II and he gets frozen just along with Captain America. <laughs> but he gets unfrozen during Vietnam and then becomes a <laughs> helicopter pilot. 
<laughs> extraordinaire and then helps uh, Nicholas Cage along the way. Well, there you go. Uh, did you have an, a, another one or is other one? No, that was it. Okay, okay. I, I, Vote I, online. Vote online which one you would rather see. The only thing would be a reboot, uh, <laughs> and it would start today, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yeah, and who's your reboot star? The, the Aaron Taylor Johnson would be the lead. The love interest would be um, Cara Delevingne. And then the um, the the hard-ass instructor, the one and only Ron Perlman. Oh, yep. Yeah. That's pretty good. I would make uh, Michael B. Jordan is my main pilot. Technical advisor? Who's a famous ex-military? Chris Pratt? No, he's not military. Ex-military. John Cena! <laughs> <laughs> I'm bringing out... Uh, and then the hard-ass... Uh, uh, hard ass would be played by Samuel L. Jackson. Tyrese, no, Samuel L. Jackson's yeah, no, he's... someone new and fresh. Samuel L. Jackson's almost eighty years old. Yeah, he'd be great. No, there's no eighty-year-old in the military. <laughs> Give me a fifty-year-old. Give me Terrence Howard. He's too crazy. I'm uh Don Cheadle. Fucking yeah, yeah I'll go. Fucking fucking. Uh, 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 now, Michael Pena, DJ, DJ Qualls, <laughs> Qualls, get the fuck out of here. Final thoughts. Final better thoughts. Than, better than the Big Green. One, two, three. No, no, it's not. Uh, what's your re-rating? I'll re-rate it at fifteen. Really? I think it's more than a ten. No, it's actually it's... pretty watchable. I would even give it a twenty. I'm gonna go twenty. This movie is hundred percent watchable. 20% on a critic. All right, score. I'll re-rate it to 9%. I'll give it a Kay. solid 9. There you go. What's your blurb? Avoid. Okay. Yeah. Uh, mine is, this shit is fire. No, it's fire shit. Like shit on fire. It's poop again. That poop again. <laughs> it's that poop that. again. You get that sound bite. Uh, real recommendations. What you got? Did I say this already? Did I say 000? I don't remember that. So 000 is a... Uh, is an Italian TV show that was picked up by Amazon Prime this year. Stars, I don't remember the female lead, but she's in Nocturnal Animals, and it has Dane DeHaan, Dane DeHaan, Dane DeHaan from yeah, Dane uh, DeHaan from uh, DeHaan DeHaan from Amazing Spider-Man Two and yeah. and that movie uh, Creepy Face. Yeah, Creepy Face. He's from that other superhero movie. Uh, yeah, Kick Ass. No, the the found footage one. Yeah. Uh, Pro- Project X. No. no uh, Chronicle X. Chronicle. 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 That's what it's called. Also um, with uh, Michael B. And Michael B. Jordan. Um, Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. Uh, so he's in it. He plays the son of a shipping merchant who is a broker between the Mexican drug cartels and the Italian mob who are the buyers. So he takes the money from – so the broker takes the money from the Italian buyers, pays the cartel. Cartel gives them the supply. He takes his big, big – big cargo ships over to Italy. All in the meantime, the Italian boss, his grandson is plotting against him. So the whole point is to prevent that shipment of drugs getting to them. So his grandfather looks like a fool and he takes over. So it's very, very, very interesting story. Very, very elaborate story. Very, very violent story. Cause it, cause it has the Mexican cartels and the Mexican army that goes after them. Um, and the corruption that's all entailing with that story that that everyone should be aware of. And the whole family infighting on the Italian side. And then the brokers are based in New Orleans. So it's an American family. Dane DeHaan, uh, Gabriel Burns, the father. Uh-huh. And uh, this woman in Nocturnal Animals. What's her fucking name? 
Amy Adams. No, it's not Amy Adams. It's the blonde. <laughs> the blonde that looks weird. Um, Amy, uh, Amy Adams. I was a blonde. She was blonde to begin with. We talked about this before. Andrea Riseborough. Okay, sure. Andrea Riseborough, who was in Happy Go Lucky, Never Let Me Grow, Never Let Me Go. Okay. She was in Oblivion. Okay. Uh, Birdman. She was also in Birdman. She's she, been in she's all one of the things. actors. And she was in. Uh, she's a real, uh, real. Death of Stalin and Nick Cage. Bring it all around. Mandy. Boom. Well, there you in, go. She's been in everything. Yeah, I've she's in a lot Mandy. of shit. I'm looking forward to Mandy. She, she's very distinct looking. Like this is what she looks like. She's her at Death of Stalin. Oh yeah, she yeah, was yeah. Stalin's. I think she was Stalin's daughter in yeah, Death of yeah, Stalin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but she's really good in that film. But it's but it's like an international super thriller. All uh, never even heard. Never even heard of it. I'll uh, check it out. But I'm in. Check it out. It's brutal. It's brutal. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Real recommendation, Nick. Real quick. Uh, I've been listening to Living Legends, the Bay Area rap group, a little bit the last couple days. It's been very enjoyable. I'm I listened to them in college, so it was a nice flashback. I've also started. uh, I'm I'm a. A little bit into Great Expectations by uh, Charles Dickens. Oh, you're listening to the audiobook? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's good. Oh, man. that's he, a, he is. That book is intense. He that is. The story is intense. Just the just his like beginning writing is. You don't give a shit. Oh, my God. Charles inc- Dickens don't, didn't give a shit. He was very. I mean, I guess I understand. I've never read Charles Dickens It's all before. based on his life. But if you, in case you didn't realize it, it's really good. All of the he pe- is all the people very, that he wrote about. He's he a very good writer, yeah. and it feels. Do you know his dad? Uh, feels like underestimating him because, like, of course he's a very good writer because he's one of the most famous authors of all time. But like, I didn't no, no, know no, that no, he no. was like this good. Right, right, right. right. Like entertain, very yeah, funny, ex- extremely funny. Like funny off the off the bat. Every there's like jokes hidden everywhere. It's very good. One of the greatest first lines of a book ever written. Twas the best yeah. of times. Twas the worst of times. So uh, did, no real fun fact about Charles it. Dickens. Did you know that Charles Dickens only met his dad a quarter of of uh, his life because his dad uh, was in debtor's prison the majority of his life. So the only time he could see him was on the weekends. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was like a forced divorce. <laughs> Um, well, I, I can't recommend it enough so far. I mean, I'm, ve- I'm still in the beginning. I just started today, so it's uh, still new. But Charles Dickens, uh, apparently a good writer. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, from from war to poverty and the industrial age and beyond, this has been Real Rotten. That's been your host, Nick, and this host, Stephen. Please, uh, please enjoy yourselves. Enjoy each other. Enjoy the sunlight. Enjoy vitamin D. Enjoy vaccinations. Because yeah. vaccinations are very real, and they are very effective. We back, baby. We're getting there. And then, uh, speaking of which, uh, you know. Keep it real. Keep it real. Stay rotten. Take, Stay, it, yep. take it away, buddy. One of those. Draco. She make it club, club, club. She make it club, club, club. She make it. She make it clap, clap, clap. She make it clap, clap, clap. She make it clap.